Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. What is crackalacking? Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where Wargaming is easy. It would be your mom. Your main host, Bam, is here. Uh, pretty good episode. Scott and I just talk about tournaments we've been to. We get a little bit into the, into the chapter approved leaks that are out there so far from the Warcom articles. And we just have a good time talking about 40K. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, I'm probably going to stick with this for a little bit. Uh, Scott and I tend to have some good conversations about 40K. So we shall share them with you. Also, tickets for Flying Monkey Con are still available. Go to www.flyingmonkeycon.com. And uh, also, if you have not, check out uh, Art of War Unbroken, episode 55. Uh, it's two-parter, part one. Part two is available for free. And I talk about playing Space Wolves uh, with, with B. Lake Law and uh, Brad Chester. So it's a uh, pretty good talk about Space Wolves. Pretty good talk about recovering from a loss of tournament. And uh, I enjoyed doing the recording and I uh, enjoyed listening to it afterwards. So I am rambling. Here's the episode. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying yourselves, being safe out there, having a good summer. And uh, I'll see you on the, on the tabletop. I'm here with my dude, Scott Sasser. What's happening, Scott? What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. What about you? Just living the realm, dude. Coming off a good, fun weekend and uh, just trying to recover a little bit from what what drinking I may have done there. Yeah. So, I uh, one of my one of my teammates happened to be there, and uh, I don't think he's ever had the Scott Sasser experience. So Isaiah was, was fun, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. It was interesting yeah. to hear. You know, I, he was, it was the morning and he was announcing he'd already been handed some booze. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to, welcome to gaming <laughs> with Scott Sasser. So <laughs> yeah, we weren't, we weren't supposed to drink at the venue. So I tried to have to, you know, you know, that parking lot, that parking lot shots, you know, so yeah, it's, that's the best way to just get him in, get him in. So uh, for those at home, not knowing what's going on, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. We, uh, I took a week or so off. Um, I did not record last week. And in the meantime, I'd hit I'd hit uh, Midwest Conquest. I'd hit Bug Eater, and uh, Scott had hit Branson Brawl. So there's three GTs that we had three weeks in a row, and uh, I really wanted to do Branson, but it was at the tail end of a lot, and I was potentially going to work San Diego at one point in time, so I didn't buy a ticket, and I was kind of glad I just had the weekend off of chill because I've been. I've been just drained. I'm exhausted, man. So Run, running ragged, man, for sure, dude. <laughs> I am. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> no, so. you're not. Get out of here, dude. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I had a good couple weekends of gaming. Uh, Scott had a good weekend of gaming. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the meta, what we've seen, what we experienced. And, you know, we've had some some leaks and drips and a Warcom war article today about what's coming out in a new chapter proved. That's uh, next weekend. Uh, so we're going to kind of just bullshit and chat about it. And I got to catch up with Scott, so I'm going to catch up with him a little bit. So uh, let's uh, let's roll into it. Uh, for those who don't know, if you have not, go listen to uh, the Art of War Unbroken. Uh, I am on two parts. I think it's episode 55 with Blake Law and Brad Chester. 
And we, it's basically, if you don't know what the gimmick is with the uh, art of war and broken, they basically take a, a player who podiumed or a player who finished towards the top, you know, and talk to them about recovering from a loss or uh, what they do differently, uh, you know, in a situation the next time. And uh, so coming off of uh, Midwest conquest, I had a pretty good outing. I, oh. uh, I took the space wolves, you know, I think, uh, a little bit of that was just, you know, I've, I've got the Tyranids army. I've got the Tyranids list. But, you know, I say it time and time again, dance with the girl you brought to the dance. And that's right. It worked out, you know. And the, so, you know, we can run through my weekend at Branson or not Branson, run through my weekend at Midwest. Uh, and then we'll get over to Scott and let Scott talk about Branson. And then uh, I'll finish out with a little bit of bug eater thoughts. And then we'll talk some chapter groups. But so uh, so how, how did you go into Conquest? How how what, what were your thoughts like? What were what were you trying to do that? Dude, <laughs> legit, man. Like, I I did do. I think you've been a positive influence on me, other than the, the alcohol. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> a bad influence, man. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's got a. You're like a sour patch kid, man. There's like a. It's there's <laughs> a, a sweet and a sour side. Sour first. You know, one thing sweet. you're always talking about is just having fun. And uh, I do think one thing along the way that I've kind of lost the last couple of years is going into events and just having fun. So I had not a spectacular outing in Detroit uh, for Motor City. Uh, it was not my best event. Um, I had a game that was probably one of my worst games 40 cat played. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I played Colin McDade. So it's <laughs> you know it's it's uh, I, okay i need to probably say something colin messaged me and said he's trying to do better and so far evidence says so so colin don't take that too seriously just take it as a joke and uh i got faith in you man so but anyways so i had a pretty bad outing and uh pretty bad outing in detroit so like i needed a good event like i needed an event where i was just gonna have like a good time, find yeah. some faith in, in humanity, find some ways to enjoy the game again. And Midwest Conquest, you know, was a, a decent sized GT. Uh, a lot of people that I know because it's Kansas City based. So, like, all the, you know, the Missouri guys, the Kansas guys, you know, yeah. would be there. So, it'd be people I know. So, I told myself, like, dude, I'm just mm-hmm. going to kind of Scott Sass with this and just like go chill and have a good time. Like, that's legitimately what I told myself and told the guys in the car on the way up or told Isaiah on the car because I wrote up with Isaiah. Nice. Awesome. And uh, took uh, took Space Wolves. And, like, game one, I wound up playing a teammate. And uh, I felt oh, bad for man. him because he didn't put his team name in. So, you know, <laughs> he didn't put his team name in. And uh, it paired us up. And I was like, man, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to you. Yeah. It, you know, and, It'll be fun, though. Yeah, but we, we had a good time. You know, we laughed, we joked, you know, and we did the thing. And, uh, you know, we, we had something else that kind of been underlying going on that we talked about. And uh, just just overall had a really good game one. Awesome. Uh, awesome. You know, game two, I played Knights. And this dude, his name was Batman. <laughs> and, like, legit was Batman, <laughs> something Batman and had some long story about the history of his name and what it meant from where his people came from. And I was like, cool, bro. But he was just there to like, he was there to have a good time. And uh, yep. we had like a blast. Like we were laughing about stuff in the game. And uh, what was funny is like at the end, the score was like a hundred to like 30 something. Oh. And that dude was still just like laughing and joking and having a good time. And I was like, man, I wish I could be more like him. You know? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but dude, play, playing those big stompy robots. That's so, some games you have to be like, well, you know, this is yeah. fun. I just gotta, you know, and and uh, it, it it can be rough sometimes, but yeah, it was it was rough. It was pretty rough. And so then, uh, game three, I had a tense game, but it was a good game. Um, I had got to talk about this on the podcast. Feels like forever ago, but a guy named Jeremy, um, pretty good, uh, pretty good player, like a real solid clean player and nice. uh really technical um but you know he did get a little tilted in the game because i think he did the game didn't go the way he wanted it to go or predicted it going and um he made what he thought was a big mistake and like i capitalized on it he uh had the iron hands list with a uh, character dread yep and uh he was using a fire raptor basically to hang out in his backfield and just mow shit off the board it is like surf left to right and just keep shooting yep whatever and, he uh, wanted to yeah Turned one, I hid about everything I could hide, and I had a couple units exposed, and he just torched, like, both the units I had that were exposed. Yeah. And because you can't hide everything sometimes on the train, you know? And and I was like, cool, you know, let's see if I can recover from this. And, <laughs> and then I got to thinking whenever I was looking at the state of the board. And you know what? You never do have those games where, like, you just stop, you take a step back, and you're like, I'm going to breathe and try and recover. And you're like, holy yeah. shit, I might figure this out. Yeah, and that's what I did. Like, I was kind of, I was kind of like, because he killed two big units. He killed a unit of Blade Guard and he killed a unit of Wolfen, which, you know, that's, oh, that's rough. That's, a lot, of, that's rough. a lot of points right off the gate. And then, like, the Blade Guard are super important in the way I ran the list at the time. And uh, the, uh, I said Blade Guard. I think it was Wolf, maybe it was Wolf Guard. Well, like I can't remember card and Wolf and just like two, two. Yeah, it was units, it was though. two elites that I needed on the board. Yeah, and uh, and I just I sat back and I looked and I was like, wait a minute, my chaplain can advance and charge. Okay, he can go twenty one inches. All right, that character dreads looking kind of close. Like, oh no. <laughs> so and we were dot award deployment. So like you know the little hot dog as people call it. Yeah, and uh, he had a unit of incursors strung out in front of the the character dread. And I thought, man, I'd have just shoot shit out of those cursors, see if they go away. And I bet I could send Chaplain Leroy Jenkins to that at that dread, you know. And sure as shit, man, I, I fired like eradicators at those cursors. Yeah, yeah. I, like if Fuck it, it. Fuck if it. it had a gun, it was going at those cursors. <laughs> and a bolt pistol, take it. Yep. And I cleared enough that like the chaplain was right there on like a four inch charge, and uh, oh. and so I sent the chaplain into his character dreadnought. And uh, smoked that dude on my turn one, and and then the chaplain was in the backfield getting into other stuff until he killed it. And but by that time, like I'd already started taking out other dreads with Wolfen, yeah. and uh, came down to the end of the game. I basically had like four models on the board. I had a cyber wolf. I had a wolf captain with a jump pack, <laughs> and I had like two two interceptors left on an objective. And uh, the oh. wolf captain, I went and sent him at the fire raptor and got the fire raptor like turn four. Oh, get and out I, of here, dude. I, I did. And so I won the game. And uh, I do something about like winning the game with like three or four models on the board. Like you just like you feel like great. You're 10 feet it feels tall, great. You know? and, yeah. And uh, he was like, man, he's like, and I, we at the time he was pretty tense. And he was like, I'm going to be thinking about this game for weeks. And I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you, you know. And, and uh, so I made him a meme. You know the meme where the the dude's sleeping next to the gal, and she's like, "I'll bet he's thinking about other women." Yeah, yeah. And then I put like him, and I had him say like, <laughs> uh, "Why did I put my character dread out there?" 
And uh, <laughs> I sent it to him and he got a good laugh out of it. So I made a new friend and that was kind of nice. cool. Yeah. And then a uh, game. Well, game three, game four was when I had to play Jason Merton. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. God damn fucking Tyranids, man. So yeah, I thought I had this game. Like I thought I was doing the thing. Thought I was just having fun. And uh, turn one, I sent Chaplain Leroy Jenkins at the Malceptor. And I put the Malceptor down to one wound. And I thought, no matter what happens, that Malceptor's dead the next time I think. Yeah. Like, dead to rights. It. So it's like, I'm, that's a trade I'll take. And I got the Harpy on turn one, too, because I sent Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Guard at the Harpy um, with jump packs. And uh, they smacked him off the board. So in turn one, I got the Malceptor down to one wound. And I got the Harpy off the board. He went first. And uh, yeah. I pretty much had everything hidden pretty well. And uh, oh no, I didn't. I went first, so I moved up and hit everything pretty well. And then he came out, and that's what my counter move was. What, what, two. Was he super aggressive with the harpy on the, on the turn he shot out with it? He was. He put him like right in my backfield. Okay. And okay. Uh, but I think it was because we had player plays terrain, and you know how you can kind of instead of like ninety in terrain, I like to V terrain. Yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. means they have to travel past it to shoot stuff inside. And yeah. then I put like Wolfen on the first floor and pretend like they're the Kool Aid Man. You know, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, dude. I got this so, CP Strat. Let's see what it does. Yeah. So, like uh, a lot of my buildings were V'd to where you had to get behind them to shoot what was inside of them. No, and so, like, you didn't have a clear line and stuff. And like, I had Eradicators in the backfield. I had Wolfguard in the backfield. You know, Wolfen in the backfield. So if he wanted to start shooting something on his turn one. Uh, he either had to like not do it or he had to move the harpy all the way back. And then when he moved the harpy all the way back, like, you know, Wolfguard got 12 inch move. Yeah. You know, they're going to get or Wolfguard, they're going to be able to get it. So, and dude, like, so I'm killing the, the mouse scepter. I'm killing the zoanthropes. I'm killing all the carnifexes. I'm killing the hard tyrant. And like, I'm ignoring the big ass, like, mama dinosaur one that like poops out har- the, yeah, the termagants. Or ter- yeah, I can't turn kind of yeah, ignoring yeah. that thing. And like, I'm looking at the score and I'm like, I think I'm doing the thing, you know, and people are coming by and they're like, I think you're doing the thing. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> right. you know, and then Sean Gilly walks up and my dice just pooped the bed. And I told Sean to go away from my table. Yeah. So, uh, but still I was like looking at the game state and I was like, I think I got this, you know? And uh, he, he brought in the turn three, he brought in the nutsack and like the nutsack oh, yeah. pooped out two units of warriors. I managed to kill one of the units of warriors. The other unit of warriors, I shot eradicators at him and I left one warrior alive. Mm. And he charged the eradicators with my nutsack, with that nutsack the next turn and put the warrior in my backfield and deployed for four points. Yeah. Um, and so I was Ugh. like, oh, fuck. And so I was trying to get something over there. The only thing back left there was like, a cyber wolf, which isn't going to kill a warrior. <laughs> no. <laughs> and eradicators. And I had I can't like fall back and shoot. So I had to like fall back and hope the nutsack couldn't get at me. And uh he did the same thing again, just got the nutsack yeah. at me. And so that little son of a bitch teleported teleport homered my backfield twice for eight points. And uh, I fucking lost that game by seven points, man. Oh um, so I was man. like, bro. But we had a good game. So uh you know, Merton and I bickered over the score a little bit, but it, you know, it, it is what it is. That, yeah. Like, it gets to a point where you're just like, okay, it's, you know, th- this is it. And uh, him and Calvin went on and got first and second place. And, yeah. And round five, I played a great nice player. I can't, I wish I could remember his name, but he was a really cool dude. So he listens to the podcast. 
and uh, his gal was there. And uh, I remember his gal's name. Her name was Dixie, I think. God damn it, that might Can't be wrong. That name. I'm sorry, dude. If you if you're out to listen now, man, that's my bad. <laughs> uh, but no, they were both really nice, and uh, he was a lot of fun. And the problem is, he's playing Grey Knights, and like, you know, I've played the shit out of Grey Knights myself. Yeah. And then one of my dojo buddies plays Grey Knights, so it's like. I, I like I know what to exactly I know what to take out my target priorities on it you know I know what they're capable of I know what they can do and I basically was he playing like, the was he playing the Terminators or was he playing the Dread Knights he had a big ass unit of Paladins okay and then uh, there were no Dread Knights so it was a okay. big fatty unit of Paladins and he was trying to roll with like Drago and the Librarian yeah and uh, so basically what I did was. I got to place first piece of train, so I placed it like right on the center with the wall where I could hide behind it. And so as quick as I could, I was like moving up everything behind the wall. And so he comes out with the the paladins and he comes out with the shit. And so like on the turn that I I figured like those paladins, if I sent a unit at him at a time, like I was gonna get fucked. Yeah, so like correct. in one turn, I sent like two units of Wolfen and a unit of Wolf Guard. And then, like, Leroy Jenkins chaplain at that unit of Paladins oh, after okay. shooting with Eradicators. Yeah, like okay. Paladin just gone. So, <laughs> oh, awesome, dude. And then, did like, he, uh, did, did he end up, uh, did he end up, like, counter-assaulting and trying to fight back? Or, like, did who, who swung did. first? And, and, you know, who did the most damage? Well, the problem was I put ineligible to fight sp- okay. uh, spell okay. on them. So they were just kind of there, like, just I, so I could do all my hey. stuff. And uh, the cool thing about Wolfen, though, is you don't have to do like Wolfen. Sometimes I'll throw them at something. It's like, I don't care if they die, they're going to fight when they die. Yeah. And like, I'll trade you this 145 points for whatever they're going to kill, you know? And, and, yeah. uh, but like, homie brought Drago out and like, he was still, you know, he was still fighting. And uh, he brought homie out and uh, I got my armor of rust captain into him. And uh, I was in my super doctrine and wound up like swinging like nine attacks on him and winning oh. with them all. And like uh, <laughs> that, he went to roll his saves, you know. And Drago's a three up and Vuln, but like, you yeah. know, you fell three of those, you're done. So <laughs> it was, but yeah, it was, it was brutal, man. It was just brutal. And I, and I always come off of a loss like that. Like, I'll get a loss in a round and it's a narrow loss. And then, like, the next round, I just come out swinging. And that dude, like, had the unfortunate, you know, yeah. matchup of being like my rebound round. And, yeah, that's so, a rebound shake, dude. Yeah. But I scored the most battle points at the event. I saw that. Um, I, I think I had the most battle points out of everybody. I had like one more than Calvin Smith, and he was right behind me. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah they're, tied, they're tied. Yeah, you had yeah. one more than Jason and Calvin. Yeah, and uh, but it was a good event, man. I got a whole bunch of swag. I got some prop weapons. I saw that uh, was dope. It was dope. I got some barbecue sauce, best base wolves, uh, best overall. Which you know, if you guys have been playing long enough. Like best overall used to be like the big prize at GTS. You know, yeah, I'm not. Like I heard you talking before, yeah, it was the the prize. I mean, it was yeah. what you're done for, like best general or whatever. And I I was glad to get it. So it was it was nice to get. It was technically you know a GT win with the wolves and yeah, and uh, it was it was a good outing and I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I did have like I said, the only tense game I had was that game three, and uh, I don't think it was even like a bad tense. It was just like a, we both wanted it. You know, yeah. because yes, he, he's yes. playing off-brand meta stuff with Iron Hands, trying to make that work. I'm playing Space Wolves, trying to make that work, and we're both good players. And so, yeah. like, there was like that was the tension. Like, it wasn't like the dude's a peckerhead, I'm a peckerhead. Like, it just yeah. 
well, you know, you are a peckerhead, but I am a peckerhead sometimes. <laughs> we were able to laugh about it. And so, like, but that's the first GT I've been to in a while that like I liked all five of my opponents. You know, I I, ha- I had a good time with everybody. And dude, this the for whatever reason, this is kind of a sidebar, but the lobby there had like these chairs, man, and they were like thrones. Ooh, and okay. So, and dude, I'm all about resting my back. I, I figured out that's the key to like making it to the GTs without hurting. And like every time we had a break, because it was three hour rounds, so I would get yeah. done with some of my games early, and yeah. I'd go park my ass in that fucking throne out there every time. And you know, a couple okay. of guys would comment that like every time I come out, you're sitting in this chair. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. Like this is my spot. You know, and, they're trying to catch you snoozing, man. Dude, I did snooze at one point in time. I took a nap out there, so I'm not gonna lie, but. Nah, so it was dope, man. Like, uh, Midwest Conquest was a good event. Uh, I can't remember the TO's name, but the TO crew was dope. They were walking around, you know, they were paying attention, they were coming up to tables and having conversations. And he's like Greg um, Tim's, maybe, maybe. Um, but I was giving Husser shit the whole weekend. We need to, man. And uh, Husser, Husser had a decent finish too, though. I think he went four and one, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He, he yeah. had a pretty, pretty, pretty decent day, but. His sisters failed him in a couple round, in one of the rounds. So yeah, and uh, I told him to tell you that I'm the superior space wolves player. I don't know if he relayed the message or not, but <laughs> it was, it was, he was like, "We had to talk Sasser out of them wolves," and and uh, which gives me a good segue, man. Into uh, I see you went to fucking Branson Brawl with so, goddamn salamanders. What are you thinking, man? Yeah, I'm mean, just having fun shooting melted. Dude. I I do have one more question about Midwest Conquest with the new ownership and the new leadership there. Uh, did you like the venue? Did you like the terrain? Did you like the price support and everything, the overall event? So I was skeptical of the terrain at first. Yeah. And then the more I played with the tables and saw like it's player placed. Yeah. When it was on the side by itself, it didn't look like there was much, but it was on the table. Sometimes we were out by the time we got the last piece because we just didn't have room. Yeah. And so I was fine with the train. I thought the train was good. Um, I think they get, did a good job of making sure the train there was train on the tables. Um, I can't remember your other question you asked. The venue, oh, the venue, yeah. Um, the venue was pretty cool. Like as far as like Midwest tournaments go, I like it better than what Midwest Conquest was at before when it was like at the Sheridan or whatever that was downtown yeah. KC. Yeah, uh, down this place was dope, man. This place was there were lunch places, you know, pretty quick by. Um, the the floor was carpeted. You know, it was just it was oh, nice. That's, that's that's a huge bonus when yeah. it's carpeted. I mean, it sucks because if you spill your drink, but I feel them. But <laughs> yeah, so but the but the venue was cool. There was plenty of like you know restrooms nearby and places to get water and snacks. And uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was like there wasn't a restaurant on site. But okay. like they had a they had a bar. You know they had. Uh, you know, and you could walk across the parking lot and there was a fucking Mexican restaurant, you know, or get in the car and go five minutes and there's a place near, but like a cheddar's right down the street. Yeah. And so I was, I was pretty cool, man. It's, it was a comfortable venue. And like I told you, they had nice, like hang out in the hallway furniture. Yeah. So, that's, that's that, that at least if, when you have congregation spots around, around, around a venue, it's really nice that when they're comfortable for sure. Yeah. So, and so like I dig the venue, um, the, the, and like you said, getting handed off to a new crew. Um, it's a lot of the reason, you know, and I don't, I don't want to dog the old crew, but one of the reasons I kind of quit going to that tournament was previously, I felt like they focused more on like narrative and friendly events yeah. and they were just selling the competitive side just to be able to afford the venue. 
Yeah, because and, I mean that's 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 what they had to do, right? I mean that's what most of the interest was into. Yeah, and and I felt like this time they actually put some care and concern into having good prizes for the competitive side. Um, they 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 actually the crew that was on the competitive side put a a decent effort into like making sure that all the competitive guys felt the love because I the last year that I went that wasn't the case and uh, you know but the friendly seemed like it went well too. There was a lot of prizes handed out on that side. And it didn't seem like one was favored over the other. So um, I'll go back next year. Like it's nice. uh, it's enough for me that I'll, I'll go back. And uh, I think they'll only get better because they were open to feedback. Like I, I gave a couple suggestions and guys were like diligent about listening to it. Nice, and, good. Uh, so I think, uh, I think in the long run, that's going to be back on my radar. So next year when it comes up, I'll probably go again. Yeah, I, I plan on hitting that one up as well, you know, <clears throat> but uh, we were in. I was in Disney, so I was wasting I know, my, 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 all, my whole life savings there instead. So, <laughs> but yeah, to get to get back to what you said earlier, Branson was great. Uh, the venue was awesome. It was nice and opened. Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't drink there, which was which was unfortunate. And uh, but I think the the value of going to that place is is too great for the tos to not to not use it currently. But uh, we had fifty six <laughs> players. It was awesome. It was very fun. As soon as I started walking in, though, Stephen Henders was like, "Hey, by the way, I, you know, I put my pocket shots on my on my display board. That's pretty much where my models should go, but the pocket shots go there instead." Stephen Henders was like, "Hey, dude, can't 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 bring those in here. Can't uh, can't drink here." So that was the first uh, first thing. So, but overall, the venue was really great. The teal was great. Chess clocks at every table. You know, I brought my own, but that was I didn't expect to see chess clocks at every table. That was really nice. Uh, overall, but uh, first round I played this guy, uh, Justin, I think is Raven guard. Uh, my terminators went to the center, took off a moment. Uh, my list was, you know, just like, oops, all Melta and like 10 terminators. <laughs> so, you know, like the, I wait for turn two and then I, uh, I shoot 36. So real quick. Shots. So salamanders, salamanders get the, you can't reroll wounds against them thing, right? Yeah. You can't reroll wounds against them and then they can reroll a wound roll. Uh, okay. This is just one rune roll per per unit that can do that. That's their that's their trait. And then the super doctrine for them is during the tactical doctrine, you get plus one to wound with melta and flame weapons. Nice. So a lot of people a lot of people go to the uh, the flamer aggressors. Uh, but I noticed that uh, looking through some of the some of the mid list and everything like that going into the tournament, I knew. I think I saw like three Tyranid players. I saw like two or three Tau players. I saw like two or three Eldar players, and then it was all Imperial knights or chaos knights or other marine factions or sisters things like that so i was like well i don't really need flamers is gonna do me no good to to bring those here so so i knew i needed to go with the all melta and it, it worked pretty pretty well throughout the whole round uh every round so uh but yeah first round raven garden took oath moment took standard marine strats marched the terminators up it took the brunt of the hit and the and then all the eradicators, the drop pod meltas, and the six attack bikes took care of everything else that I needed dead. So uh, next round, round two, I played. Uh, who did I play? I played Nicholas Rubel from Saint, one of the St. Louis guys. He was running the Abominant with ten war dogs. Pretty interesting list. Had a lot of hitting power. The Abominant, I shot at turn one. You know, you can't reroll a hit against it. You can't reroll the wound against it. You can't reroll the damage against it. It's transhuman to hit or whatever. You know, eventually it's transhuman to wound. 
with like a five up feeling of pain. So I shot one time at it. I was like, no, this thing's not dying. And I'm ne I never shot at it again, dude. I killed all his war dogs and then eventually was able to take over the table and uh, another victory for me, another, another high point victory. And the last nice. round of the game. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was the abominant literally just walked unit to unit and I saved CP to, to transhuman here and there. And so basically like he just, I mean, the abominant does, a lot of damage but i but the guy that i was playing is is the volkite was actually pretty crazy it's like six shots strength eight neg one three damage and on sixes it does three flat mortals which is pretty crazy but it's a it's like it's close combat was like strength eight neg 12 attacks like strength eight neg two two damage which doesn't do shit against marines in my opinion so just transhuman every time he got two or three through and i just saved him you know so the abominant in close combat but i just let it you know, do its thing and it, it scored points, but I knew all his war dogs were going to be the biggest problem. So I just killed all those. And oops, all Melta does pretty good against <laughs> T seven knights that I'm moving on twos. So <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. So, uh, so what do you, what do you think about the, is, was it, it was chaos knights you said, or Imperial? It was chaos knights. So they had a lot of, a lot of like, uh, the abominant was actually shockingly, deceptive with how you know he put it on the line you know and i don't i don't expose too much turn one you know i do have the melt to drop pod um but you know i try to save it to turn two um but you know i really am intrigued with most of the night stuff i think there's a lot of cool builds there uh i think they have a lot of play and maybe like te a team format but i still think they struggle on the gt going Going five wins, which the guy, Richard, the guy who won our Ransom Brawl was Imperial Knights. So I can't talk too much shit, but I think they have a lot of play, man. It was that soft so, ass about it. Right? There's Marines, <laughs> dude. There's a lot of Marines, dude. And I was I'm one kidding, of them. man. I'm kidding. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I look at that army and I think that, I, you know, people aren't going to know what they do up front. But I think they're going to be like upper mid tables. You know, you're going to see a lot of four and ones or a lot of five and ones with those. And yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I want to call them a gatekeeper, but I think that they'll, you know, definitely win some smaller events. I'm not sure they'll win some big ones. I think I think the more that that's going to be one of those armies that the more time you put into it, the it's going to you're going to play it so much better. I mean, at face value, it's going to take you three and three and two, four and one kind of reliably if you're a decent player but like if i feel if you put a lot of time into it you could actually go pretty far with it because i think you know figuring out os or at least uh figuring out with the chaos knights you know all the uh making sure you get what is it what is the the dread tests like man some of those are pretty powerful man like if you're forcing someone to shoot the abominant you know if it's up in your lines that that i saw the game plan there and that's pretty pretty could be pretty Shooting something transhuman to hit no rerolls at all. It's pretty tough, yeah. man. You know, we all play custodies, so yeah. When I, I played against the new Imperial Knights and uh you know, I get into getting a unit of wolf and into the uh into one of the big knights, you know, and it was like that transhuman mattered. It was yeah. like, God dang, man, that's a it's a lot of you know, and you, you think like, oh, it's still went on fours, but like just so many wounds that when you went on fours, it's like Oh, this could take a couple swings. You know, yeah. <laughs> I hope I can be around for the second set. Go ahead. No, it's it's on you. Go ahead. Yeah. So round round three, I played a sister's player. 
Steven something, but uh, I think, you know, I came into the game, I was pretty lit by the, by the time that I played this game. So I came in pretty, not like loud, but I was pretty obnoxious. You know, I was pretty like, woo, you know, just yelling a fuck ton. And, and you know, uh, I think that maybe, maybe threw him off a little bit, but he had, we had a good game. You know, there's a lot of back and forth, but in the end, I was able to like surround one of his rhinos, pop it. You know, I was like, you got to emergency disembark this to, to, you know, to have everybody survive or to even get like one or two models out. And then uh, I was able to pop another rhino and kill its contents because he he, he kind of put those up in my face pretty early. And uh, the Terminators actually made like a turn one charge. And then I just hung around the middle and Morvin, unfortunately, did not make her saves. How were your uh, how were Terminators outfitted? What did you have on them? So it was they're all bolters with five chain fists and five lightning claws. Uh, so all relic terminators. So, and then I cast, I got the, I got the Phobos librarian. Cause I've been, been like, I'm either taking psychic interrogation. If you can't deny my powers, uh, which was good against the, you know, the first guy, Raven guard guy I played in my, my fourth round opponent, which was Tau, but, uh, the terminators, you know, I cast minus one to hit on them, uh, with fire shield and minus one to charge. And then they're always T five with, uh, Drake skin. Uh, so, you know, Natively, they're pretty good. You can use the Salamander Strat for plus one to save. So, in, 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 against one damage weapons. So, you know, in in cover against one damage weapons, I cannot be on a zero up with Armor of Contempt. So, it, it can be pretty powerful. Um, but, and minus one to hit, you know, so pretty decent. But they they, they performed all week in the Chain Fist. And Apothecary just resin a dude every turn. So, and then using Self-Sacrifice a lot, which is, you know, you can't, you can use it. So I, I basically start my, the six man eradicators and they would just walk up together and use self-sacrifice on the, the terminators to protect the eradicator. So you're forced to shoot their terminators. If you wanted to even try to get to the eradicators. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I started with nine CP, you know, which is going to, you know, I'll, I'll start with three in the new, new way. The new building comes, but you know, that, that costs two CP a turn. I usually only need it one turn, but the one turn comes into pretty great effect. Okay. So, and then obviously chapter master rerolls on the eradicators all day. Uh, round three, I played uh, Steven Henderson. This game I knew was going to be my, one of my, any of the, there was three NIDS players there. Two of them were two, you know, three, no, at this point, I knew that this would be my toughest match. Uh, or, and then eventually if I had to play another one in round five, but uh, Steven was a fun game. It was brutal. We killed so much shit. I think we had, you know, less than 400 points at the end of the game each. Uh, but it was like turn, turn one, it's like, I'm taking your prime away. You're taking my prime away. And then it kind of went back and forth. And then his fucking harpy, though, dude, I shot 24 re-rollable meltas and his fucking harpy. It lift the ah. whole game with like. Only two wounds taken. You know, over the course of four turns, it took 24 melted shots, and it only took three total wounds. So was, he had the four-up invulnable, you said? Yeah, he had the four-up invulnable, and then he was sometimes transhuman, sometimes not. But he was just sticking the four-ups, man. And I was like, I didn't, you know, I don't have any way to do, melt, uh, you know, mortals, so it just did his day. It was that, but that was a really fun game. I mean, it's literally bloodbath, bloodbath. We're denying primary the whole game. You know, it was just very fun playing tied to conviction. Conviction. So for Marines, six objectives suck. 
I want to be able to take oath a moment. I want to be able to throw an impulsor out there to take all the molder, mo- mortals and just walk up with my terminators and try to have fun. Yeah, I, I, I hope with the I hope with the chapter proves that uh, basically impulsors need to come down. Like you look at transports and other armies, and like <laughs> there's no reason that unit should be the points it is. It just I mean, make it down to 90 points and then leave the upgrades the same amount of points. It'll still be yeah. roughly the same as it is now, but you'll at least get most of the upgrades you want. There are tanks and other armies that are cheaper with good shooting on them. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, 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 there's no reason that thing should be that much. So, and, and don't get me started on, on 80 point rhinos, but <laughs> I know fuck, they, the motherfuckers need to be 35 points again. Oh, Maybe not that cheap, but. <laughs> I think a good 75 or 70, 70 points on them might be might be where it's at. But yeah. Uh, but I think you know they 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 they're talking about everything's gonna go up, you know, 10, 15, 20% in the new co- in, in the new points update. That's they're not talking about space every army going up. Man. Maybe maybe they just don't change space green point costs, they just change everybody else's. We'll there see. we go. We'll see. Last time I played Tau, he had a he had a uh storm surge. I think I think uh, I just had a little more experience into this last game. I was able to take oath, psych interrogation. I just was able to take secondaries that I could score roughly, and he couldn't kill me fast enough. So I just was able to outlast him and score enough points to make it a decisive victory. And, and, and going four and one, uh, ended up in fourth place. Luckily, my buddy uh, Richard Smith, like I said, went five and zero with knights. The top table pairs, he ends up winning. Dream come true, dude. It was awesome. It was, it was a good weekend. So, well, good, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I went to Buggy the last weekend and, uh, you know, I love the Buggy to crew. Uh, you know, the guys out there at Omaha, I think, are good people. And I mean, I just really do the four games on Saturday. Like, it's just a lot, you know, yeah. and it, it takes, you know, and I get the whole like you want everybody to get on the road and get back home on Sunday earlier, but I'd almost rather, you know, I'm not sure it made that much of a big difference to me. Like I would have rather had Saturday to like go sit down and eat dinner with my homies, yeah, you know, and chill out a little bit. And that's my only real detractor. The only real detractor I have as far as bug eater is I don't like the four games on Saturday. Cause you just, you, you just miss, you miss out on what like is the whole social element of, yes. of going to a GT. And I mean, that's, the, that's my favorite part of it, you know, is the, is the, is the social aspect. And, and if I, if I miss out on that, it's just like, God damn it, you know? And by the time we got done on, by the time we got done on Saturday, like everybody's pooped, you know, nobody yes. wants to go out and eat. They just want to go crash wherever they're staying at and, or have that's some shitty, of, shitty quick meal. You know, yeah, that's what, you know, and, and four games. That's that's a lot of whiskey for me, man. There's no it way is. I can be functional <laughs> by fucking you know 10 p.m., dude. So, yeah. so if I had any complaint about buggy, that would be the complaint. Uh, it's you know it's for a good cause. Uh, it's helping that school out up there and some other things. And you know they had most of the tables set up in the library this year, which I kind of thought was cool. You know the library. Uh, it's, nice. it's carpeted. It's got good chairs. So yeah. it's you know I'll give the old man a rundown of, of how comfortable it is or isn't. And uh, 
you know, I had a, I had a good couple first games. Uh, you know, my first game went really well for me. I played an orc player that basically has not played since uh, I think the last three years is what he said. Okay. And so at first I was like, oh, God damn it. You know, like my thought was like, how do I approach this? Yeah. It's like, do I get a chess clock? You know, do I dickhead him? And, <laughs> and I, I basically, I thought, no, no, this dude deserves to have fun just as much as me. Yeah. And like, he seemed like a really good kid and he was, man. Like I talked him through some shit. I was like, Hey, don't do this because if you do that, I'm going to do this, you know, and it basically fucks you over there. And he'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and you're so, like, I will clearly delete this 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, and I like, I tell, him, I tell him like, Hey, don't, don't go over there. If you go over there, the wolf is going to hurt intervene and you get screwed out of whatever you're trying to do. And he's like, okay. And a couple of times he was like, well, I just want to do it anyways and see what happens. And, you know, when someone says that, you're just like, okay, man, let's, let's, let's dice it out and see what happens. And Like, this is not always a dice game, by the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, but we got done with the game on time. Like, uh, I was, I was kind of worried because he's playing, you know, foot orcs and gazzy and a lot yeah. of models, but we managed to get the game done and, uh, dude had a good time. I had a good time. And so I was like, man, I hope that sets the tone for the weekend, you know, and just, and then, uh, and then round two, I get paired up with Hella Dune. So I was like, yeah, exactly. That was my feelings on it. it was like, fuck. And uh, <laughs> I made a new friend, though. I played, uh, played a dude from, from Colorado. His name is Randy. And uh, Randy could talk a little shit. And Randy's a vet, too. So, like, it was once I got there and realized that, like, we both got to let our hair down a little bit. You know, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, even if I lose this game, I think we're going to be cool, you know, and. And uh, it was a tight, tight game. And I've been dojoing against Hell of Doom. And one of my buddies has been kicking my tail in with Hell of Doom. So, like, I'm yeah. pretty well aware of, like, what they can and can't do. And so I was, you know, I was on it. You know, like, from the time I was placing terrain, I was thinking about, you know, the games that I've had and what can happen with Hell of Doom. And uh, he fucked up once. And, uh, you know, I've been telling him the whole game. I got a six-inch heroic intervention. And I had some blade guard on the first floor of a ruin. Okay. And he set some scat bikes right on top of that motherfucker or shirkin bikes right on top of that motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, don't show your boner. Don't show your boner. You know, it's, yeah, dude. It's, Just it's, the bottom of the table. Yeah. It's like, you know, where he's, he's experienced enough. I don't need to tell him not to do that, you know? And plus you've already mentioned it three or four times. Yeah, It's like, I've already said, I could hurt going to be six inches a thousand times. And he's asked me a couple on top of that. So uh, I hear Roku and reading into those bikes and just fucking, you know, hibachi chefed them. And yeah, and <clears throat> I had one play where I killed Baharat that was kind of dumb. I had the wolf, the wolf captain sitting behind a wall. Okay. And he, you know, did the whole Baharat thing where Baharat comes out and shoots. Yeah. And then he stuck Baharat back, back behind a building, behind a unit. And I thought, man. I think I can get my wolf captain over there. I had another one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if I could take Baharoth out of play, like that's going to help me get this game. Yes. And so I was like, fuck it. We're doing it. Like we're doing it live. <laughs> man. And so I moved the wolf captain out 12 inches and Baharoth after that 12 inches was a five inch charge. So like, I was like, okay, Matt's kind of on my side on that one. I'm, I, I got a CP in my pocket. You know, and and so I in the the wolf captain had a combi melter. 
Okay. And I thought all I need is three damage off that combi melting yeah. shooting phase. Yeah. And so I shot Baharov, <laughs> got three damage. He felt his fucking invuln save, you know, and so I got three damage on him. I thought, okay, now I got to make a five-inch charge, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to get you know I need to fill at least one of his saves. And uh, but before that, I'd put the captain into assault doctrine, so he had double exploding yeah. sixes. And uh, so I'm thinking on five attacks with double exploding sixes. Hopefully, if at least get one six, you know it's it's eight attacks, seven attacks, whatever. Yeah. And, and so I got the captain into him, and I think I rolled like three sixes. It was like a three, <laughs> and and then wounded a lot. And he failed. He passed a lot of the saves, but he failed enough that if he used a reroll, he wasn't going to be able to save him. Oh, and, oh no, no, I say I I'm, I'm lying. I think he made enough of his saves that if he rerolled one, he could have kept Baharoth alive. And he used the CP reroll and rolled a three into a three, and so Baharoth died. <sighs> and I was like, yo! Like fucking yelling and screaming. And, and he's like, well, I got the Phoenix, whatever the Phoenix Gym strat is, they have, they have like you could stand up a Phoenix Lord strat. Yeah, I think so. Y'all and I was whatever, like, like, I didn't even think about that. God damn it. I'm thinking like, <laughs> Great. Now Baharoth's gonna stand back up. And and uh, he went to roll for Baharoth to stand back up and he failed the roll. So Baharoth <laughs> stayed dead. And so yep, so that's how I was. And then to be a dickhead, there was like a little like closed building right by there. I paid the strap for an extra three inch consolidate and like put the wolf lord inside the building so like the guardians of dire avengers could shoot the fuck out of him on their oh back. that's so useful, dude. And uh so I was like, I he was like I can't remember he said like how many games he's played, never had Baharoth die. And I was like, well, that's the first time I've killed a motherfucker. <laughs> so, and uh I wound up winning that game. So like I was high on the hog, man. Like, yeah, beat me some hell of doom. And then I got matched <laughs> up with fucking Tyranids again. And the, the Tyranid guy I played was also from Colorado. And I think he was the teammate, a teammate of the guy I played around too. And I don't think he was a bad guy, and like I, I, I like him. I don't dislike him, but I don't like it when guys pull the whole like, oh, I don't care what happens. I'm just here to have a good time thing, and then like they're gets get super they're, serious. They're cut hair in your measurements, you know, and get really serious. And and he kind of did that with me. He was like, I said, yeah. I said something about no malice up to your list, and. He's like, yeah, I really don't care if I win, so I don't care if I have a mouse scepter. And I was like, well, that's a dope attitude to have. You know, it's my right? thoughts. And, <laughs> and then, like, the first time something got a little contentious, he, like, basically pulled out his Juris Doctorate and Warhammer rules, you know. And, and <laughs> I was like, okay, bro. You know, and, like, one point in time, I had some incursors on an objective. And for some reason, like, pulling models off the ruin, like, put the incursors just outside the edge of the objective. Yeah. When they'd been there the whole fucking game. And yeah. uh, he said, well, the incursors aren't on the objective. I said, dude, they were there to start the turn. He goes, yeah, but they're not on the objective. I said, are you really? Like, I can consolidate. Are you going to tell me I couldn't have consolidated? And so, like, I had to basically take, like, a half-inch consolidation move because I got knocked off the objective. You know, and he played coy about remembering if it happened or not. And, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, like, so I still tried to have a good game. He kicked my fucking teeth in. And uh, it really wasn't fun because I was getting my teeth kicked in and like getting my teeth kicked in and like he's doing like no quarter, yeah. you know, so I'm like, I, I guess there's none given if there's none given. And at one point in time, he had something outside of 12 inch uh, snaps range 
and like wanted me to give him an extra half inch. And I was like, nope, no, thanks. Not Sorry, no, thanks. And he said something about, you know, well, you've had two objectives, objections this game. And, you know, and I said, so you haven't had any objections this game. And he looked at me and he goes, no, like with a straight face. And I was like, what do you call the thing with the incursors later earlier? And, and he like, had some weird like verbal gymnastic term for how it wasn't like an objective and i said i said what do you do for a living man are you a lawyer and he kind of just looked at me and laughed he goes no i'm an industrial engineer and i was like a lot makes sense right now and like like, he was a good dude like i I don't think he's a bad person away from the table and like i'd sit down brick bread whatever with him but like he kind of gave me like a i don't want to say a feel bad experience but like like I almost got like a shell game. Like if he'd have told me that, like you know, I'm strict with measurement, I'm strict with this. Yes, you know, I yes. like to play a tight, clean game. And and whenever we encountered that, I would have made like extra careful sense to be like, hey, the cursors are still here. Yeah, and, like hey, this is here. And so I think if he would have just articulated how he looks at the game a little bit better, we might have had a little bit more fun of the game. And uh, I, I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot of issues with a lot of players. I mean, myself included is, is setting your intentions before the game. Like I'm okay. If you want to play, have a fun game. I'm okay. If you want to play a strict game, you want to throw the clock. You don't want to throw the clock. You fast, whatever, but just tell me, man, just like, tell me how you want to play the game. Let's play the game. Like I'm okay. Adapting, you know, I'm a pretty mature adult, right? Like, you know, so I can, I can conform with what, what, what needs, what needs to happen to make this an enjoyable game for both of us. So, but I think yeah. a lot of people have a hard time being like that. This is how I'd like to play. Can we yeah. please play like this? And then too, like, you, you know, he'd already like, he'd already had his way with me, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like, I had like fucking three models left on the board and like, he's running up the score by like 40 points on me and, and still wants to be like a little bit of a cocksucker on some of that stuff, like being cursors on the objective. And I'm thinking, like, dude, this extra like objective I get for four points is not going to get yeah. you out of this game. Hey, dude, like, it, I just want this. Five, I just want five points, man. That's yeah, one by thirty. <laughs> I just want this five. Yeah, and you know, and that's what I told him. Basically, was like, you won. You know, I'm just trying to stay in the hunt, scoring some points. You know, and and so I finished. Uh, I don't. Th- I think that was my round three. Yeah, said it was my round three. three. Yeah. Or it was either round three or round four. I finished day one, two, and two. Okay. However, I finished two and two. And I can't remember my other game for some reason. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> I think so I remember talking you between games. But so oh Necrons. I lost week, the goddamn dude. Necrons. <laughs> so that was it. Miles. I uh, I fucking mind blocked myself out of the goddamn game. So the Necron game was before the Nids game. So I need to I need to chill out and back up, but Fucking fucking Brandon from the Rolling Sixes. And I don't know if you got this going on in your life, Scott, but I've got like a team that for whatever reason has my number. Like I can yeah. I can go out in the meta and be just fine. Like it, you know, it can be you know, I see Midwest Columbia or you know, Fort Worth Columbia and be like, ah, 50-50. You know, they might have me. <laughs> but the rolling sixes, for whatever reason, it's like 85% of them dudes are gonna beat my ass. And I'm not sure what the fucking deal is. Or what Kyle McCord and Josh Thomas are doing with the motherfuckers in their spare time, but like every time I run into something, because it happened at fucking, uh, it happened at the GT, it happened at Midmo Maelstrom, you know, like every rolling six I played, you know, fucking bent me over and did bad stuff to me, and and sure shit, I, so I get the the 
the dude playing Necrons from uh, the Rolling Sixes. And I'm okay. like, okay, Necrons, I think I can do this. You know, like shit should be easy. Yeah, like Necrons aren't any good right now. Like, come on, you got this, fam. Like, so I'm talking myself up, and I get to the table. Like, the dude's super cool, super nice, and uh, we both were talking, and like we're kind of about the same place in the game. Like, you talk about that discussion of like, you know, hey, as long as it's not too far out of phase, and yeah. you know, tell me what you're wanting to do, and I'll, I'll more likely give it to you. You know, if you forget, it's not a big deal. You can probably do it. And like, we had the whole talk and. And so, like, you know, we we're eye to eye where we're supposed to be and had a good time. And, and uh, dude, it was tight. Like, the game was back. There was, like, two swings. Like, uh, you know, there was one time I jumped ahead a little bit. And yeah. uh, he had the heavy destroyers. And I got, I think, like, six of his heavy destroyers. And then, like, his character with big guns on, like, the bike thing on a turn. And he was like, fuck, you know. And I was like, yeah, you know, and. And then he rolls out these robots with these big ass knives that are all obsec. And like <laughs> and I couldn't like fucking roll a four to save my life on a storm shield. And it was like, cool, I'll just pick my bullshit up and pick psychic interrogation. No, just no. So if the silent king wasn't denying my psychic interrogation, I was fucking felling it on my own dice. So <laughs> you only need a fucking four, dude. Yeah. So I was like. And dude, I was star for CP, like fell in a need to four on psychic interrogation. And uh, but dude, we had a good game, and he won, I think, by six or seven points. And oh, nice. uh, like, dude, I won't I, that list is good. I think that's probably the Necron build. If someone's out there struggling for Necrons right now, um, yes. go look at it because the whole thing's fucking obsec. Um, it wrecks in close combat, it's pretty durable with savior protocols. You know, sometimes he was getting stuff back that I was like, God damn it, you know, and it's like you kill a destroyer and here's another destroyer come back, you know, and, and it's got really decent. I mean, some of the shooting is really good, right? Like the heavy the destroyers and dirty. And yeah. you don't you don't know how you're living until like you fell a four up and he's like, oh, this is 3D3 damage. You're like, oh, OK, <laughs> I guess I lost my character there. I didn't yeah. realize. And then like he's got a secondary where the Silent King was just pointing at shit and scoring points. You know, it's like three points. Yeah. One time he split fired the silent King, like three different directions and killed every unit he fucking shot at. (laughs) I was like, cool, bro. Good job. So, uh, but we had fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, God damn it. If the rolling sixes are out there listening, fuck all you guys and and double fuck Kyle McCord, but got your number, dude. Yeah, they do. They got my number for some fucking reason. And it's cool. One day, one day I'll get theirs. So, uh, we were sitting down at one point in time, all the rolling sixes were hanging out. And I was like taking inventory. I was like, that guy's beat me. That guy's beat me. <laughs> like they got two players on their team that I've actually beat at a tournament, you know, and one's the new guy from China, you know, and, and then the other's the hippie that kind of just doesn't care if he wins or loses. So it's like, it's like, God, solid wins there, dude. It is. It is so. <laughs> But uh, it was yeah, beating Bob Dong and, and and Kmart Jesus and everybody else just kicks my ass. So it's <laughs> but uh, they got a good team. They got a good bunch of guys. And I like hanging out with them. So I don't mind taking the L's. So and uh, that was my day one. And then uh, my day two, I came in and told myself that I almost dropped. Did you did you end up doing anything Saturday night? Did you end up doing anything? I did old man shit. I went and had a yeah. cigar out in front of the hotel with Isaiah. Yep. Cause I brought up a cigar for Isaiah and I had a half. So we sit on the bench out front and had a cigar. 
Nice. And uh, and people watched. And then uh, we went to bed. We watched like the 1966 Batman series was on the TV. Ooh. And uh, so yes. I fell asleep to some of that. And uh, apparently Isaiah had troubles getting to sleep because I beat him to sleep and I snore like a motherfucker. So yeah, dude. My that's one reason I drink a lot. I I I, I it's a race to get to sleep first, dude. Yeah, the big key is. Get bring get get earplugs, dude. That's that that's my number yeah. one thing, man. Get earplugs. I think what I'm gonna start doing is just taking earplugs with me, and if I room with somebody, just giving it to them and being like, just trust me, like just please yeah. take these. Yeah, it'll it'll help you. So most of my team I, snores, and dude, I Jesse's Jesse, man, he gets bad, dude. Does he? Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I've been eating right, and I've been taking care of myself a little bit better, and um. You know, in the past two months, this is gonna this is gonna tell you how I've had almost no alcohol other than like two Trulies I drank one night. Nice, awesome, dude. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been it's been good, man. I've been sleeping a little bit better. I've been in yeah. the gym, so hopefully the snoring gets a little bit easier on the system. I've been getting more sleep, and that makes me feel a lot better. Awesome, good, but, good. Yeah. So uh, Sunday, I considered like I was like, man, if I get matched up with Tyranids round five. Like I'm fucking out. Like I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Like I'm not doing this again. And then I got matched up against a teammate, and uh, it was Tal. And uh, Logan's a good dude. He's a, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Mark that did. Uh, he officiated my wedding. It's his boy. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. The place Tal, uh, right? You said yeah, yeah. And uh, he kind of fucked up. He got the he got to play some train first, and he took this giant fucking ruin. And just like set it on the second center objective, mm. and I was like, "Oh, thank you!" <laughs> like, I guess Licking I'm picking lips, oats, dude. you know. And, <laughs> and and that's pretty much what I did the whole game. Is I took stranglehold, I took oaths, and I would occasionally feed something stupid out the side for him to kill or like a distraction thing, and and just basically camped on my three objectives. And at one point in time, he realized like, "Shit, if I don't get out there on the center, like I'm gonna lose this game." And he brought some breachers up to tag the objective and they were obsec and uh, I heroic and cursors into him and killed him. And he had cold star kind of in my backfield. So they have to consolidate on the other side of the wall again. And so basically they, they, they popped out and killed the breachers popped back on the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. And then, like so 10, bad. and then 10 minutes later, he was like, I have you like 87 and me 70, whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, sounds good. We, we called it. So it was um, gameless. It's it's nice playing your, your, your local sometimes, you know, just because it's you, you, re, you don't think about how many times you actually do get games against the masses of every of the whole group, you know. So, yeah. And then uh, I got called out for paint judging. So I got a uh, second call out for best painted. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd get it because I think Ryan Hart was there. But yeah, no, so no chance. to joke around, I asked Logan to borrow his display board. Actually, I think it might have been Logan's idea because we're joking about it. <laughs> and so I took Logan's <laughs> towel display board and it was snow based. Yeah. So I put all my wolves on it like they were raiding the towel bunker and set it up. And like Tim knew what I was doing. I told him and I got yeah. him on James Kelling a little bit. And you saw what I posted on my Facebook page. Yeah, it was great. It apparently triggered a bunch of people again so it was oh did it really yeah you need to go read the comments i okay okay <laughs> so, there's some there's some salt man some of these fuckers are salty so uh but and then round six i had a uh, a dark angels player and uh, he brought like all the terminators and that list is so good man 
Like it, it's, oh, yes. it's so good, but I think when you have stuff in your list that can kill it, it can't suffer the losses and still score points. And, you know, he combat squatted a lot of the big squads. But my list is like a lot of Thunder Hammers. Like I have all the Thunder a lot, Hammers. A lot of three and, damage, man. And I'll throw Wolf in it stuff. And like I don't, and I have Fight First, Fight Last, Shenanigans. And then even if you interrupt Wolfen, they're still going to get swing at you on the way out and take some Terminators with it. And uh, I had a turn of not great dice that kind of kept him in the game, I think, a little bit more than it should have. And I don't know. I don't know if I did something to make him mad, but he got pretty pissy with me. Um, at one point in time, he's rolling dice, and I asked him what he's doing. He said he's attack- attacking my Wolf Captain. And I told him that he can't because I had Armor of Rust, and you know, I Armor of Rust the guy in base contact. Yeah. And he got pissy with me, and I'm like, dude, you didn't like you didn't. I can't hear you. Didn't okay, tell me what, what, what step of the game are we at here? Yeah, you know? and you know, and and he got, I don't know, he got upset with me. And I wish, I wish I knew if I would have done something, I would apologized. But I also felt like it was when he realized like the game was gone because he only had a few terminators left. I killed the apothecary, I killed the chaplain, I killed the captain. Yeah. You know, so like it was like at the point where his game was going away. And so I don't know if he just got a little upset about it. And, you know, and so we finished the game out. I tried to shake his hand and he didn't shake my hand and just basically threw his shit in the box and walked off. And I was like, well, you know, okay, whatever, man. Like, so if you're out there listening, dude, I'm sorry if I made you mad, you know, whatever, whatever it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize I did it apparently, but, you know, you also could have stayed and talked to me about it and shook hands and we could have broke a little bread at the end. But <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so I wound up four and two. I think I sit in like 13th or 14th place. Um, which for you know playing in nightmare mode, I don't think it's too horrible. So it's the only game that I got my ass like whipped whipped was uh Tyranids. Um yeah. you know, Necrons, it was a back and forth close game. So like that one. You know, I'll eat that any day of the week because that's you know those are fun games. So. Well, it sounds like you have to because if it's a rolling sixes guy, you just have to. Eat yeah, it. it's like they already start ten points ahead of me, and I have to just walk <laughs> my way out. Of it, so. But yeah, so that was bug eater, and uh, one of my teammates won like the big cast nights box, the new box. Oh, nice! Yeah, the Obama so was, with the two war dogs or whatever. Yeah, and I think it was like his first like away GT. So, like, for him to go, like, to his first away GT and get, like, a $200 box set, I was like, man, that's pretty dope for that dude, you know. So, I was happy for him. And uh, I can't remember who they said one best painted, but it wasn't me and my stolen display board. And <laughs> you know, so I was happy to finish where I at. I finished at that size of a major. And, uh, you know, the big part, too, I think, was getting my composure back because Saturday night, I was pretty salty. And uh, being tuned yeah. to... You know, after coming off of best overall the weekend before, um, I was not in the best state of like, you know, I was like the dude kicking, the, you know, fuck this game, you know, like just. And it, Sunday it, I had to wake up and get my shit back together. And and I, I pull, I managed to pull myself out of the hole I dug myself into. So, like I said, man, it's tough. You know, I mean, even losing any games in a, in a GT can be tough, but uh, when you get stomped, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Like straight fucking sucks, dude. Even when you know you can take it on the chin, you're like, oh, fuck this, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, and then, like, the games I've had against Tyranids with my army, like, I typically have done better than I did in that game. You know, and so, yeah. like, in my mind, you know, I'm telling myself that I know these units can do something a certain way. And, 
you know, and then it's not playing that way out on the table. So I'm getting pissy. And then, you know, I got the dude like out there with his micrometer on me. You know, <laughs> just, uh, I don't think you measured the right way. Man. Yeah, and so it was kind of you know, and then again, four games on a day, dude. It, it goes back to that again too. You know, that being the fourth game was kind of, you know, it was not shitty. You know, was, yeah, you know, I'd already eaten spare beef jerky. I'd already taken all my ibuprofen. Yeah, you know, so it was Adepticon's the same way. Four, four, like I said, four games on one day is just. Fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. Just fucking brutal. We'll see. Next year, I might tell Tim, like, uh, you know, hey, I want to support you, so I'll come up and help judge or something. But I'm not sure about four games in a day. I'm just. Yeah, let Dan play, there. man. Go judge for him. Yeah. Go judge. You're not going to harass everybody. So. Still be there the same amount of time, though. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> I'll be free. I might be stuck at the table. So it's. Also true, yeah. Yeah. So we, we've been talking quite a bit. Uh, you got any more in you? you uh, whatever, man. I'm I'm good for anything, man. What are you What are you thinking about the uh, the chapter proof? You know, I did to say we was going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the Warhammer community threw an article out there. Uh, I think today, trying to clear it up a little bit more, give a little bit more hints of what's to come. Yeah. Do you see that? I, I think I I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for the command point exchange it's gonna i mean a lot of people are upset about it a lot of people are like well my fucking list is dead i start with zero cp or i start with no cp you know and it's like you'll still get cp back you just have to figure out you know you can't just rely on oh if i don't go first i need this one strategy to me- so i can live you know if, if that's your strategy then that's not a fucking strategy in my opinion i mean there are certain there's you know like like self-sacrifice for instance if i know that i need to use that strategy once per game and there's a potential of me using it uh, turn one, I'm going to have two CP when I start the game. That means I can go all the way down to one and I'll start the game with two and I'll have enough for the stratagem. If that's, if that's the way I feel. And then the next, next time, next time it's my turn, I'll have two CP and, and I'll have what, you know, but it, I think, I think it's going to be good because it's going to change people's list building ideas. But I also think it's going to make it more potentially vanilla yeah like you're gonna, you're gonna include the characters that are get that give you cp i'm gonna have to learn some discipline because uh, i spend cp like i'm at the strip club with my first paycheck absolutely <laughs> so it's i've been i've been also and i've been going to and looking at it's one of the reasons i like wolfen right now I, i've been looking at data sheets that do something or have abilities without the cp cost it's kind yes. of what I've been thinking. It's like this unit does this for free. You know, this unit just does this as an inherent ability and trying to find a way to like maximize that in my builds or my themes. You know, and that way I'm not so reliant on, you know, this obscure strat or this dude goofy stat strat, but like, uh, you know, spinning the CP to put a unit in assault doctrine or cast the psychic power with Nyal for plus one to yeah. put a unit in the psychic, you know, in the assault doctrine. You know, it's like there's, there's two ways to skin that cat. One of them doesn't require CP, you know? So um, that's what I kind of been looking at. And I think, you know, like my smash chaplain is probably dead because he takes a lot of CP just to build. No, no I, you, am I, I, I think, I think for Marines specifically, there'll still be one or two characters that you're like, I'm going to have to front load for yeah. CP into. Maybe, it, or just, maybe, 
like like the apothecary, you can't not spend that CP on the apothecary. Yeah, you just can't. You, you, in my opinion, you need you need. I like the Vox Experiatum for the extra three inch aura, and I like the 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 whatever it is, the selfless healer world. I think that's just so valuable. Well, like you said, I'll probably look at it that way. Like I need, you know, I need. <laughs> I need one or two CP for this one or two things. You know, like if, if I play a successful chapter, like I need the one for the heroic intervention, you know, so I might roll into the game with one or two. And I do like to generate CP on the players to, on your opponent's turn. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how the points balance, man. I, like I said, the impulsion is something I like to see go down. Yeah. Look, I, yeah. I was looking at the outriders today and like outriders are way too fucking expensive. Yeah, they like need to you, go back to 135 a unit. Yeah, the those those models are dope. You know, I was so excited about that kit. Yes. And like it's like they're fucking pointed out of not using, and you compare that to the points of stuff in other other armies and what those things do in other armies, and you're like, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And like I've been playing Necrons the last uh last week or so, and I've got Necron list. I've been we're not Necrons, uh Tyranids. Not not the dead robots with the bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the Tyranid book is just fucking ridiculous. Cause stuff just does stuff because it's stuff. You yeah. know, and it's it's like you don't have to spend strats. Like this thing points at this thing and says do this. And oh, if I can't get into range for this, I can just slingshot it, synapse range up to do it anyways. Yeah, here's my 95 point unit that has 15 wounds and two different flamer profiles at T5. Yeah. Like, Ooh, okay. And, like warriors, you know. Look at look at warriors compared to like space marines as far as the troops' choice. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do these. I'm gonna throw these strength eight swings at you with all the AP and all the attacks and all the damage just because you know it's oh we're transhuman by the way and we auto wound on sixes. So it's we'll see. I I think that I think the key for me is going to be the way they do the points. You know, I'm going to probably take a breath and look and see what up, went up, went down, do the usual, like go through the book and see if like trash became valuable again. Yeah. Um, went down I do, even further. Yeah. So I do like the idea that they put all the, the faction secondaries in the book now. Yeah. So like now, yes. whenever you go up against that guy that's got, uh, for instance, like we talked about Dark Angels, you know, go up against that guy that's got Dark Angels and he's telling you he's picking whatever their secondary is. You can go look. You know, yes, I think that's so fucking valuable. Uh, I can't remember what are the highlights they gave so far, but we talked about the CP production, the way we regenerate CP, and they're throwing the rules in this book again, which I like because I've been carrying my old chapter approved because it had the basic rules in it, and that app is kind of hot garbage sometimes for looking up rules. So it was nice to have the book in my pocket to, to look up shit. How do you think they'll present the free points update? Like, do you think it'll be like, is it just going to be PDF that you download and print potentially, or is it going to be all through the app or is it going to be, you know, what do you think that, cause how, cause like I said, it's all free online. So how do you think they're going to yeah. present it to everybody? I, I bet that we get a PDF docker document. So because uh, I got the article right here in front of me. It says, long-time competitive players will know some munitorium field manual is absent. Fear not. This season brings with it our first free points update. 
the entire points update document will be available to download in additional okay. format from this very website. So I'll bet you, I'll bet you it updates it in the app and then we get a PDF on, uh, on, on Warcom. So uh, a lot Exciting of people stuff, are going to be that. So what do yeah, you think? Know, uh, who, who do you think is going to come out with the CP changes and new missions in mind and like, taking like the secondary changes do you do you predict any armies that are going to be uh right out the gate top because i i've heard there's going to be some rolling changes for the for the nids so well so here's my my pessimistic view of it is remember i talked to you about data sheets earlier that like i'm trying to look at ways to find or maximize data sheets that like inherently have abilities or do stuff without cp yeah like a lot of the earlier books, I don't think the data sheets or the way the units were written was with like the the dynamic that like current books are coming out. You know, like you know, yeah. the, like the things that Venomthropes do. You know, they just inherently have a six inch minus one bubble. You know, it's um, like the mouse scepter just has this ability, this action they can do. You know, you don't spend any CP for that. A lot of the earlier data sheets just don't have that shit in them. They require you know, strategies. You know, like Swooping Hawks, you know, Swooping Hawks, you don't have to spend a strat to redeploy them. You just, you pop them down, they do the thing. The data sheet says they go wherever they want to. So, you know, as always, I think Eldar is going to be winners. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's usually what happens because GW loves are fucking elves. Um, but I worry that with the lack of CP, because a lot of the ways that I think some of these earlier books hung was, you know, maximizing the use of your strats, you know, knowing the situations that they're good and able to be used. Like, you know, you and I have been playing Space Marines quite a bit. Yeah. And there's a lot of different scenarios. There's a lot of different ways and places that, like, I just need those stratagems to make a unit do something. Yeah, I or totally make, agree. Yeah. Just make it survive. And, you know, you're so you're cutting my CP in half, and I've already got what feels like a dated book that like I'm on struggle bus trying to make work. And if you don't put my points down, but you're cutting my CP in half, like I don't feel like that makes me any better against the stuff that's newer. And, yeah. and and so that's where I'm at. Like I, I described it to somebody the other day that like I, I know that you can't have a perfectly balanced 40k. It's just impossible. There's too many moving pieces, um, there's too many different dynamics or ways that books are put together but i feel like you could have everything like operating in the same wavelength like if there's a ceiling and a floor you know and you keep everything within that bandwidth and yes. the the problem right now is it's like it's almost like uh like an ekg where it comes along you know and you got this big thump thump you know and then it comes back <laughs> to the ekg thump thump you know when it hits yeah. the, you know here's craft world thump thump here's nids thump, thump, and then like you get a little bit of AFib where it just rattles, you know, <laughs> for the other books that are old as shit now. And, right. And, uh, so that's, I would like to see it where everything's like within that same bandwidth, within that healthy range. And then do things like, you know, fuck everybody out of their CP and make us all play on the same playing field. And so I worry that old books might feel more dated. I could be completely wrong and they put the best secondaries in the world there for the older books. Yeah. you know, to help them get, you know, good 40 points, you know, out of the game. So um, we'll, we'll just see what comes out of it. Um, I do think that, like I said, I think craft worlds will probably be better because I think they just do a lot of stuff inherently on their data sheets with certain units. 
that are in the most common meta builds right now. Yeah. Um, Tyranids, I think, are going to be brought back to Earth based on a lot of the rumors I've seen. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about anybody else as far as, you know, I think Admex kind of taking a huge, huge down slide. And it wouldn't take a whole lot to get Admech back somewhere with some good secondaries and, and maybe a little bit of points adjustments. Yeah, but Admech just requires so much fucking brain power, dude. Like, it yeah. just, there's so much going on that I, I think it can be daunting for even new players and, and players that are veterans. Like, do I really want to fucking go six games with this much thinking? Yeah. And Knights, man, like, I think if Knights, because um, I've been trying to help my boy Baby Gap. Because he's playing Chaos Knights. And yeah. one of the struggles he's had is like he can find like one good secondary in some missions, you know, two good secondaries in another missions, but it's never even like two and a half secondaries. Yeah. It's always like he's got one that's like just a fucking, you might as well just roll a dice, bro, because you're not. <laughs> you may you score some points. And so, like, depending on what they do with the Knights, I think the Knights books have the gimmicks they have the fun stuff they have the builds that if they wound up with three solid secondaries they could come out of the contenders you need to tell your boy to get uh to summon some like heralds some herald slash herald or something and take psych interrogation or something yeah good i think you can bring a fucking psych knight now too but everybody knowing you have a psych knight probably just try to kill them off of right off the bat so, yeah I guess you can take a psychic knight, but yeah, you can summon in too. So like you can summon the Slanesh Herald. That way, that way your psychic knight isn't giving up his his because you want the five like the five up feeling of pain that he's gonna try to give to himself is way more yeah. important. I'd have to see their strats. It'd be cool if they had a strat where like they could do an action and then just act normally. That's something like that, they'd be good, but I haven't done it. They, the they, they do, they do. It's the preceptor or something like that, I believe. Maybe well, that's Imperial Knights, but the the, the you know, like Canis Rex, but is there a is there a chaos version? Probably. That that one gives out for Imperial gives out action and, and shoot still. So that's one thought. What about that's you, man? What, you, it was your question. What do you do? You think there's going to be some winners or losers, or what? Are you, what are your predictions? I think yeah, I think LR is going to be good. I think Tyranids are going to go to more like little bugs. Yeah. Uh, just like a little more efficient shit that can do actions. I think GSC is going to be really good. My buddy Ryan uh, has been talking about them. I think they, they they can do almost every action secondary with ease. Yeah. Uh, so GSC is I, just on the cusp right now. They're just not just just enough to not be good. But like what you know, I played a little run of them here recently. Yeah. And there's enough shit in that book, dude. That if they get some good secondaries, that might be uh, that might be one well, of the ways. Well, plus they have enough bullshit that can deep strike within close yeah. enough to the Eldar shit, and be like, "I've got two hand flamers, just fucking randomly yeah. take your saves, <laughs> and I hope you don't die for my fifty-five point unit." Yeah. So and enough, I, you could throw three or four of those fifty-five point units with hand flamers in your list, and or like just oh, I'm gonna do it. I'll fucking do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck. You know, or I'll be eight inches away and I'll make an eight-inch charge with my little fuck-off dudes that somehow have five attacks apiece. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I might have to deep dive into GSC depending on what comes out. I, that. I think I think Marines are going to get some love, personally. I think there's yeah. going to be... I think the points for them, uh, and that's my speculation, truly, is I, I think Marines are going to get some, some cheaper units that 
you know, that don't get that they get caught a little bit late, but I think they'll be good. So. Yeah, I. I've told myself, honestly, depending on what happens with chapter approved, um, with Horace Heresy dropping, you know, yeah. I, I get my, my dude Lehman Russ and, the, and his and his wolves are already painted up. Like, yeah. you know, I might just play me some Horace Heresy Space Wolves and just jump around a little bit and see what I want to do in 40K land. So I'm trying to convince, uh, I've got some buddies that haven't been in 40K for a long time. I'm trying to convince them to play Horace Heresy because they, they like, they don't want to be like super competitive or anything like that. So yeah. I've been trying to be like, well, here's a new game going out. It's not that new, but and and Alex, play 40K Alex, back is, second seven, so. Alex is telling me Alpha Legion is going to be dirty. Uh, so we'll see. And uh, I, I just like the idea of Marines on Marines and it being a level playing field, new game. Hopefully I, I'd like More to see that. So. Balanced atmosphere. See if it actually plays out like the way they're hoping it does. I think it will. A lot yeah. of my, a lot of the, my, my Forge of Columbia guys have been saying Horse Heresy looks dope. So, and what they've seen. Good. Well, I'm picking it up. I got cases of it at the shop. So, uh, what's what's the next event for you? Uh, ATC. ATC. That'll be fun, man. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. We got uh, we're buying 240 pocket shots. We're going to have a good time. Me, we're all riding down in my car. Some a couple guys going to meet me here. Then we're going to drive to St. Louis to pick up the other guys. And then we're all seven of us or six of us are driving down. We're staying in. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know the team Smite Club, but my buddy Matt Ball, he's coming down with his whole team, and we rented out this like 15 person Airbnb for the 12 of us or something. So it's going to be a fun time. So a lot, nice. lot, 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 lot of booze and having a good time. So, well, sounds good. My next what event, I'm doing the Iron Cage, which is new GT in uh, Oklahoma City this next weekend. So, are you doing Show Me? I am doing Show Me. I'll see it. Show Me. No, no. Oh, it's all. It's, all, it's always on my anniversary, dude. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to tell him to move it. But, <laughs> but you know, I've asked every year. My wife's like, "I'll let you make the decision." Okay, that's a trap. Don't fall for it. So, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. All right, so let's do a quick Lord Marshall, and then Scott and I will get the fuck out of here. Uh, team rankings. Um, there's a weird glitch in the team rankings, so I'm just doing the top four. Uh, in fourth place is the Denver Mountain Trolls. In uh, third place is the Flying Monkeys. In second place is uh, Frozen North Gaming. And in first place is those motherfucking Outlanders, man. They... Uh, Flying Monkeys were in the top spot for about a week, and then Close. apparently uh, Frozen North and the Outlanders knocked them back down. But it's a tight race at the top. It's uh, 1331, 1325, 1322. And uh, so it's uh, as the season rolls, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, number 10 in the Lord Marshal for the singles competition uh, is Drew Ward. Uh, number nine is Calvin Smith. Uh, number eight, there's Jeff Husser. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He's dropping uh, down a little bit, though. He's got, he's got to start moving. He is. Back slacking. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Jason Merton. Uh, number six is Chris Campbell. Number five is Ryan Olson. Uh, number four is myself hanging in there. Ooh. Uh, if That's I get a good spots. GT score, I could maybe jump up another one or two points. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, number three, John Indelicate. John, I don't know if I'm ever saying your name right, dude. You got it right, dude. You got it right. Yeah, okay. Yes. John's a good dude, but I like him. Uh, (laughs) Number two is Cam Hawkins. And number one, sitting at home playing fucking Total War Warhammer, bitching about the world, is still Dan fucking Sammons. Uh, 
There's a few of us climbing on it though. So we'll see what happens. See if we can we can rouse Dan out of his cave to uh defend his championship. Soon he will he will he he'll emerge soon enough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, boy, like Thanos. Like I guess I gotta go do this myself. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh boy. Well Scott, man, good talk tonight. Glad you could make it on. Yeah, man. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, and I appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Uh, Scott and I will try and get in the habit of doing this. Um, I think this is where I'm going to do the podcast for the time being. And uh, remember, if War Gaming was easy, it would be your mom. And uh, get your tickets for Flying Monkey Con at www.flyingmonkeycon.com. Peace out. Game over, man. It's game over.